Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is My Brain is Hanging Upside Down. Bonzo goes to Bitburg. One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today we're discussing My Brain is Hanging Upside Down, a.k.a. Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. That's a Second City title if I've ever heard one. <laughs> That's an inside comedy joke. Whatevs. Um, this is from 1986's Animal Boy. Uh, this is off of their ninth. 1986 ninth album with Sire, still on Sire. Yep. Um, John Beauvoir is, uh, producing on this one mm-hmm. and also helped write this track along with Didi and Joey. So the Didi, Joey, and Jean, three writers on a song. Um, what's the song category in this one, Philip? I'm glad you asked. This song is political. Dun, dun, dun. Real shocker. It's a political song. Political! Because he says the word politics in it at one point. No. Context Corner! Uh, I, to tell, yeah, we're going to get to Context okay, Corner. Okay, not yet. But that first, was... let, let me defend the categories. Got it, got it. I think in some cases, there are some... This is like the only time you don't have to defend the category. No, no but, here, but this is a way to this is a way to like set the seed so I never have to hear it again. Okay. No, but uh, it's songs like this that are like sort of so important to the catalog... This is like arguably the the political song that they wrote. Yeah. So it almost creates its own category. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's part of where that comes from. So this is this is where that comes from. That's why this song is like super important. Yeah. I mean, we do. I mean, every Ramon song is important, but this is actually a a really important one. And not only that, it's a political song by the Ramones, which we rarely hear, but that Mm. it was. Played on the radio a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's rare. Compared to the others. Yeah. To the other 200 songs that they wrote. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ramones. Um, they also played this live a lot. Okay. Um, I found it credited as 333 times. That this- is by far the most of any song we've ever heard. I'm serious. There's no other song that we've heard that they've played more than this song. Yes, we have. No. Name one. This is number 23. Blitzkrieg Bob is the top. Blitzkrieg, okay, Blitzkrieg Bob, okay, okay, okay. No, but <laughs> You're I, hilarious. Okay, one, oh, right, 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 one right. other song that we've covered. There's 22 other songs. I don't think we've gotten to any of those songs yet. We, then we have gotten to a lot of. Them. Okay, <laughs> rock and roll high school. I'm sure. right, going to tell you right now. Okay, okay, we've okay covered okay, a lot right, of them. Right, right, but right, right. but you're right. It is. This is very high up there. It's way high up. This there. is insanely high up. there. And I mean, it's that's pretty high up there for coming like middle of a career too. Yeah. This is the ninth album out of 14. So I mean, they don't they have. Less I mean, this was a hit that they put out that I feel you can still hear on the radio. And that's rare. I know I heard it in School of Rock. They played in School of Rock, the movie. Um, uh, It's also been covered by a lot of people, including Jean Bouvier on his own. Nice. His own little shows. He played this. (laughs) Little shows. Not to... Little shows. Oh, Jean Bouvier got a little show coming up, huh? So (laughs) the big part of this, first of all, I'm making this all about us. Um... So isn't in, it? He, yeah. So initially, this could have come up as Bonzo goes to Bitburg, mm-hmm. and we would have covered it in the B's. Yeah. But we're going with album tracks. Yeah. So the album track credits it as my brain is hanging upside down. But 
this song has an interesting history. It was initially released in 1985 as a single with the title Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Johnny had his fit that he didn't want that to be that way because it's his president and you're not going to do that. So then they compromised with My Brain is Hanging Upside Down for the album. I don't know why he didn't pitch that fit initially. Like, why Why let it I go know. out and they were like, you know what? Maybe he changed his mind? I don't know. Well, also, we're, we're, we're just, it's just pure conjecture. I mean, maybe he just couldn't win that argument in the first round and he was sort of outvoted. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm it could have possibly gotten some, like, other people maybe thought it was in bad taste because it was their president as well. I mean, during the time he... Reagan was actually Technically president. Technically, it was everybody's president. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? I, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was very pointedly about a controversial uh, political trip uh, that then-sitting president Ronald Reagan had to Germany where he visited the Bitburg Cemetery, uh, and... Which not only has like citizens, but also Nazi graves. And to put it in modern terms, he kind of said it was like there are some fine people over there too. Yeah. So <laughs> wow, that is so relevant. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't help thinking of yeah. that about like how can you this, not? This feels so, so quaint. Yeah. To me, it was oh, like man. that was your controversy. Uh, but well, yeah, that, but that was the but that but to keep it as but this, also to keep it, it fresh. Yeah. To to keep the context of this song fresh for our listeners, like this just happened again. Yeah. Like this play is play the song again, guys. Yeah. It's play the song again. Gross, but it's Man. fantastic. Um yeah, uh so the title um comes from a play on uh the movie Oh no, did I not write it down? Um it's a Ronald Reagan movie. For some people who might not know, Ronald Reagan was an actor. <laughs> and it's called, oh, it's called, it's called Bedtime for Bonzo. Well, I think he made more than one Bonzo movie. I think he made a couple of Bonzo movies. He did not make a lot of, like, A-list super great movies. Yeah. And I know the story from Bedtime for Bonzo mm-hmm. is something like a scientist wants to prove that you can raise, like, a monkey to do, or a chimpanzee to do, uh basically people stuff and so people stuff (laughs) basically he and his wife take a monkey home and you know try to get it to eat and i'm sure spaghetti gets thrown sure i've not try to get to vacuum and uh here's the funny thing sucks up the doilies you're like no why did i make him (laughs) (laughs) um something i thought was kind of funny was that they call this bonzo goes to bitburg and in the movie bedtime for bonzo bonzo is the ape yeah. So in a weird way, the Ramones Frankenstein slash Doctor Frankenstein, the name. You know, so everybody make says Reagan the Eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think almost. I would imagine unintentionally. The same way that people. You don't think so? You think they did that intentionally? Yeah, oh, totally. I okay. give them total credit. They they're smart writers. Okay. Sure. I mean, these guys are are punk rock dudes, but they're also poets, and they understand the conduct. I mean, they 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 get the gravitas of what they're doing. Sure. You know, they have a public stage, and they know that. Okay. I'll, I'll give it credit. Um, this song was initially released as a single, but not in the United States. It was released in England and overseas. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute, but I feel like that's self-sabotage. In what way? Well, I I would almost guarantee, maybe this goes back to why the title got through, right? So I'm just going to imagine a narrative here. Yeah. So... 
these guys write a song and they play it and they're like, hey, we're going to call it Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. And Johnny's like, Ugh, no. <laughs> and they say, and then they say like, well, we're not going to release that in, in America because that's America's president. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, fine. So they release it overseas and yeah. they call it Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. Yeah. But then eventually they put it on their album and that album's going to get in America. And then that's where he plays his card. It's like, we are not releasing a song that makes fun of my president in the title without parentheses i guess so change it to something else yeah i wonder how that played but but how was that self-sabotage well here's my self-sabotage is getting into the feelings of it it seems like such a good song to not release it in the united states or not not release it everywhere seems ridiculous yeah you didn't give it a chance but do you think that that's their choice Hmm. You know what? I gave them too much credit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the, you don't think? Well, maybe. I mean, maybe they're big Reagan supporters too. I don't know. No, I'm just saying. Uh, but even they're, if they're Reagan supporters, don't they like money? Yes, but what I what I I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, there are people who are paying for the album and the song to be hmm. made and all this stuff, and maybe. I mean, I I guess I really don't know enough about how the music industry worked at that time yeah. and i'm but just i'm just a guy if i was the ramones if i was a ramon mm-hmm. i wouldn't be like no let's not release this in the united states you know what i mean i right. just don't i'm i'm not sure that that's exactly in their hands mm. okay sure yeah maybe not i'm just putting that out there no maybe not especially at this point yeah, I'm sure they'd be like yeah let's release it everywhere but somebody else is doing the work on right, that so right. yeah you're right well to that point, though, uh, this was a very lauded song. Yeah. Um, and the Village Voice named it the fifth best single of 1985. Okay. So we're going in Context Corner. Okay. Context, context corner. corner. Corner for the context. So <laughs> uh, the songs above it yeah. were uh, Makes No Sense at All, Love is All Around by Husker Du. Uh, what? This is above this song? Hold on. This gets it's like they reversed this. Come on. And I and I checked twice. So that's that's there. Uh The Old Man Down the Road by John Fogerty. Aretha Franklin's Freeway of Love. Okay, maybe. And Artists United Against Apartheid, Sun City, Joey is featured on it. It's like we are the world type song. Now, hold on. Now here's where you really get I confused. feel very angry about this list. You're gonna, you're gonna get angrier. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you'll get angrier. Here's some of the songs that this song, that my brain is hanging upside down, beat out. Boys of Summer. Okay. I mean, okay, but I mean, I've heard of that song. That's a great song. I've heard of that song. It's a great song. Into the Groove by Madonna. Great song. Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. Great song. And Raspberry Beret. Possibly one of Prince's greatest songs, and that's saying something. Wow. Wait, who did this list? Village Voice. Okay, Village Voice... I they got that wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, in one way, I'm very proud of the Ramones for beating out Prince and beating out Raspberry Beret of all songs. But is like, Village Voice just trying to be really political, politically no correct, idea. and they're just like, we're going to choose the things that we think serves the best good but or whatever. But honestly, if you, I would have completely flipped it with, yeah. with my brain is going up, is hanging upside down in the middle, being the access point and being like, okay, Raspberry Beret, number one. Yeah. Money for nothing, sure. Into the groove, Boys of Summer. My brain is hanging upside down, and then these other songs. And then that other like, garbage. No, just kidding. What? That garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. odd. But yeah, it's odd. But that's my way of 
pointing out is like this has always kind of been noticed and lauded as and a great held song. in really high esteem. Um, so good for them. And it's so funny because when I when I think about the catalog, the Ramones catalog, I'm not like this song does not come to mind mm-hmm. as my top even ten favorites. Sure. But every time I hear this song, I'm like, this is fucking good. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, I I got to thinking about it too, and I'm sure maybe somebody else uh, with more. Ramon's education knows the answer, but this was released as a single first, and Jean Bovier is a co-writer on this. He's I'm also- gonna say it's Beauvoir. Beauvoir? Ooh, it might be Beauvoir. Uh, so Jean Beauvoir uh, produced it too. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I wonder if the producing job he did on this got him the producing job for doing later albums. Yeah, yeah. Because this is so good. And I bet made them more money than most of their other songs. But then again, it was not released in the United States. So, I mean, what that shoots but a it, hole into my theory. But it got played a lot on the radio, and they must have got paid for that. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Do they? Do they get paid for something on the radio? That's super naive of me, but... I want to say they have to get paid if it's played on the radio. I thought it was like just free advertising. For well, okay, I, okay, this is where having somebody who actually works in radio would be great, like a Christian on this episode, uh-huh. but... A Either, Christian James Hand, not necessarily a person who believes in not, Jesus. Not a believer of Jesus, Christian <laughs> you know, James Hand. You can who believe you can you want. hear on previous episodes of Ramones <laughs> of the Day. But like either you have to pay to be on the radio or you get paid to be on the radio. Sure. And I wanna say because we live in a capitalist society, you probably get paid something if you're on the radio. Probably both. Yeah. Um Okay, yeah. so uh, just a couple other facts. Okay. This song has a xylophone in it. <laughs> Yeah. How many other Ramones song have a xylophone? Very in it? few. Very few. Danny that's says that's super I think is interesting, one. which is almost like a Christmas song in and of itself. Danny yeah. says it mentions Christmas. Yeah, but I mean, uh, okay, so if something's a Christmas song, you could see how they could get away with a xylophone, but just a regular old song, they put a xylophone in it. Mm-hmm. They did again. They put a train noise. In are the, the Ramones of it. a one note pony, or are they actually have a, a wide breadth? Of influence and sonic tapestry. I'm going to answer that in a long-winded way. Great. But um, what they are is they're sort of like this successful tragedy. (laughs) Because at this point, the previous album to this was Too Tough to Die. And while, like we said, it's like fans love it, it still doesn't like commercially hit. Okay. In between that and Animal Boy, they make this song. And in some other world, this would have gotten picked up. I, I try to save this because I feel like it's an easy out, but I feel like this could have been a hit. This should have been a hit. Like, of the few that could legitimately but have done it. But wasn't it a hit? No. Well, here, let me finish. So they make this song that at least, at the very least, it seems like notable critics recognize as like, that's great. Yeah. Great job. And in a way, this one song almost did what they tried to do with end of the century yeah you know it's yeah. like we want to make a big sound sure with a little dis- different uh instrumentation but still be us yeah and this is it yeah and they nail it with four nails and then they release it as a single and then they're gonna make another album and this song goes on there on animal boy it's in the middle and it almost feels like looking at the quality of Animal Boy, there's just a spike on this one song. And it comes off as like, did you just put all your efforts into that one and ignore hmm. 10 other songs? 
Um, so it, that's what I mean by like, it's sort of a tragic missed opportunity thing because they obviously had it in there. And I mean, it's not something you can just do every time. Not every band can just make these incredible songs all the time, right? Yeah. But I feel like this was there and the rest of Animal Boy at least shows like a missed opportunity for success that mm-hmm. that in this era they had they still had this in them and it could have bled into the surrounding songs a little more and and I'm not trying to bag on every song on that album but I mean the quality and the sound is not exactly there except for this one which is like undeniably objectively great there. yeah yeah so that's this so almost, not exactly almost reminds me of uh like like the boss like e street band yes you know yeah it sounds it yeah yeah this is their the closest they got to like a springsteen song yeah yeah in Good. the best way possible in the best in the most ramones yes way. Yeah. that's the thing is that it became that's how I, I feel like it's also the squandered opportunity of like this could have been the commercial success because it's not about i mean yeah his brain is hanging upside down so that sounds a little weird and like moms in shopping malls might not be so comfortable with it but <laughs> yeah. it's not about teenage lobotomy and yeah it's not about heroin you know, yeah, it's not about heroin it's not about blowing up schools yeah it's not about your girlfriend turning into a giant slug i mean in a way <laughs> in a way i guess the thing that keeps it at a distance is that it's about a very popular sitting president but i guess almost so. think that like you wouldn't even, even just, like, the thing of changing the title would have almost carried it through, and you would have just taken it as what I think is very successful, and I'm sorry, I'm rambling about No, this. no, please. What I think is very successful about it is that it's not, it's a little less about that instance, as more the feeling that this guy got yeah. from it. That his brain the is Discord. flipped over, yeah. and he's falling apart trying to think of how somebody could do that yeah and i find that very relatable now and yeah I, and super relatable and now. i think that that's like part of the nugget that makes this great that's, yeah that's well, end it, of the rant it's definitely a great time for us to be talking about this song uh-huh um oh it's a fantastic time it's fantastic <laughs> yeah it's a fantastic time um i'm just I'm, I'm just gonna bring it back to the idea that this wasn't a hit yeah I mean, why do you say this wasn't it? Because it because it didn't chart well. Because they didn't make enough money. Because I feel this is one of the Ramones songs you actually hear on the radio. And if that's not a hit, I haven't heard it recently. I mean, when, when's the last time you heard it recently? I, I want to say that I've definitely heard this song on the radio in my lifetime, plenty of times. You maybe liar. not not enough. I mean, not enough. You can never hear enough. And I'm sure any Ramones song is underplayed. But in the grand scheme of their catalog. This is a song you hear on the radio. The highest it got in any chart okay. was in the UK, and that was number 81. And I would say mm. a hit is top 20. Okay. You know, I mean, like, that's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And it's funny, I've been thinking about this with other bands, I've been listening to a lot of other stuff, and just, like, how, like, the Black Crows, I'm not going to bag on the Black Crows, but the Black Crows have, like, I think a couple number one albums, a couple number one songs, and I'm like... The Black Crows? To be fair, they're like two top songs are pretty amazing. I'm not saying they're bad. I don't bad. give a shit about the other million, but the top two are really I'm not good. saying they're bad, but it's, <laughs> that, it's one of those things where it's just like influence over yeah. success don't necessarily add up. And that's one of those things where I'm like, man, they got like eight albums. Yeah. 
they fought a lot too. They kind of like just did the faces and the stones a lot. And then, and like, but you got a couple like hits. Wait a minute. You got hit? Like, I just, guess that just the, is the level of the narrative of Ramones. You know? It is. It is. Is that you think they had hits, but they really didn't. You know, and they really, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's I feel so like, I feel like we both love this song. Love this song. It's love crazy good. It's, okay, it here's what's crazy good about this song. Go. It's Ramones. <laughs> it's nothing like any other Ramones. No. It's so 80s and poppy and good, but it's not like annoyingly 80s poppy. You're right. It's, it feels legitimate that these it synthesizers It has a lot of texture. Yeah, yeah, the synthesizers sound grounded. It's it, And also, there's a xylophone happening that's so toy-like, but the the I, th- I think it's a juxtap- it's like in fashion, you know, you want hard things in juxtapose against soft things. And mm-hmm. this song is so political, but it's got this little toy sounding xylophone in it that really keeps it kind of light. And I don't know, the song just hits on all the right things. You got a most valuable? Man, it's so hard to say. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I I I guess I'm gonna give it to Joey. Because he's singing it and he helped write it. I don't know enough about Jean Beauvoir to give him any credit. I don't either, but I'm giving it to him. I'm giving it to him because, number one, I don't think we've given it to him on anything else. No. And I would wager that whatever je ne sais quoi, since we're all Frenchy, uh, whatever <laughs> whatever special something mm-hmm. is happening in this song that you're identifying where it's like, this sounds like them, but it doesn't sound like them. It sounds of the 80s. But it's not in a but bad But it's way. timeless. Yeah. They obviously didn't always nail that. And I think, I, I gotta believe that... There's an outside he's, voice. He's at least assisting in that. And even if it's in the slightest nudge, it makes a difference. Yeah. That somehow, it's like Joey and Dee, Dee maybe just couldn't do or just wouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm willing to throw it to him because it's unimpeachably great. And if it means you have to put up with a bunch of other crappy albums, I almost think that that justifies it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. See, there's a lot to say about that. Love the it. times we live in. I know. Well, what I think is crazy, just to wrap it up, yeah. is how poignant this song is right now yes everybody should listen to this and study i mean it, it really and, is interesting you yeah. know like if you if you don't believe that history repeats itself like and this is how i feel we're here again yes <laughs> we're seriously well, here again and that's what i'm saying yeah. about the lyric or the narrator of this the part that resonates now is exactly that is that frustration and that thing of like i can't believe i have to say this but i have to tell you that nazis are bad yeah like i used to joke with friends when we would talk about like say a movie like inglorious bastards and we would there would be a moment where we'd say like you know that that guy who's like a war hero do like that he's just you know it's like they paint him like a sympathetic character and then we'd have to stop and say like hey i mean just in case anybody wants to know i still think nazis are you know like make a joke but now you legitimately have to say nazis are bad guys nazis are awful yeah and so yeah that type of thing makes your brain turn upside down yeah and and that's that like i feel like that's sort of the secret another little secret and uh ingredient to this song is anybody can write a list of complaints and in fact on this album there's lots of them anybody can just complain a bunch of bunch stuff with that yeah but the the great part about this is that it is a personal feeling in the end you're like, oh, yeah, that's what it feels like now. It's like 
your president is doing this. Yeah. And I know that's not right, but he's the president. Yeah. What's like everything's breaking up and you can't get even footing and everything feels wrong. Yeah. And that's what comes through in this. And that's, I think, where the power comes through. And I just want to say on that note that, you know, in these moments when the Ramones are great poets, they are great poets. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, wow, I just got a little choked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. We Um, did it. That's it. Our last episode. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, It's been a great podcast. (laughs) Uh, Please continue to follow us on Twitter where we will always post. No, it's game. We're not not done yet. We got like 200 more songs. So... (laughs) Now I'm crying. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter, Ramones Podcast, or we're on Facebook, Ramones of the Day Podcast. Um, you know, shoot us something, guys. Uh, send us a pic. It's, you know what I love? Stuff I haven't seen. Because you guys got to understand, we've done like a thousand hours of research yeah. on the Ramones. Please send us something fun that you know that we don't know. Like, we love that. I've got a recommendation that Please. I just had. Yeah. Um, we'll stop the outro for a minute but uh go on etsy and look up homemade ramones things oh that sounds amazing it's a delight there's oh, someone man. out there there's someone out there who made cat toy uh mice with earmuffs you from rock and roll high school That's yeah good. that i posted yeah. like yeah this is where we live now and yeah someone is thinking of that one tiny bit of a crazy movie and like yeah i'm gonna make a bunch of i'm gonna make them no, i'm gonna sell them it's a meta world it really is um join us next time guys when we'll be talking about my my kind of girl. I'm Ramones of the Day.